Good evening, everyone, and welcome to a special episode of the Today's Focus podcast series. It is Monday, December the 19th, 2022. It is currently 7.51 p.m. Central Time. Today's focus, fight or eat, argue or feast, fight or eat, argue or feast. You may be asking, what are you talking about? I hope you will listen because I think this is a very, very, very important question and and I don't know if I have a good answer, but the opportunity arose where we we have currently re- found a solution around our internet problems. And I thought, you know what? We've had so many issues. I don't know from day to day when I can do a Today's Focus and when I cannot. So I thought I would do a special episode of the Today's Focus podcast series, and I hope you will benefit from it. But I really want you to think about that again, all right? Fight or eat, argue or feast. What do you think I'm talking about? If you if you were to take a guess, what do you think I, I, I am talking about? Well, this comes from a devotional written by Charles Spurgeon. I don't have the year. I don't even know where this was ultimately originally published in. I don't know if it was in a sermon. I don't know if it was in some... I, I don't know. I don't know the original source of this in any way, shape, or form. All I seem to be able to completely... 100% know for sure is that, is that it was written or at least spoken by Charles Spurgeon, all right? So, but I want you to listen to this because I thought it was, I thought it was fascinating, all right? Fight or eat, argue or feast. Here we go. Listen carefully. Two learned doctors were angrily disputing the nature of food and allowing their mills to lie untasted. While nearby, a simple farmer was eating of that which was set before him. I want you to imagine that scenario. Here are two learned doctors. They have all kinds of education. They have all kinds of knowledge, and they're sitting there arguing angrily disputing the nature of food. What is food? How do we understand food? Why do you think that about food? Well, I think this is the right way to think about food. No, I think, no, this is the right way to think about food. And they're sitting there arguing and arguing and arguing. And over there in the corner is a simple farmer. He doesn't have any advanced degrees. He doesn't know anything about the nature of food, but he just looks down at the plate that's placed before him and he eats it. He delights in it. He savors every bite. He he benefits greatly from it. Now, in a roundabout way, that scenario, that illustration describes a lot of what happens in the world of Christianity. And we sometimes find ourselves not as the simple farmer. Sometimes we find ourselves very much like the so-called learned doctors. We're sitting there arguing and fighting and disputing over the nature of theology or over the the nature of doctrine or over, over a verse. And we're fighting and arguing and fighting and arguing. And sometimes someone who is very, they, they have nowhere near the theological education. They have nowhere near the theological understanding. And they're just sitting in the corner 
feeding upon the word of God, eating the word of God, benefiting from it while we argue about it. Now, there's got to be a balance here. And I will have to be honest, I tend to find myself sitting, uh, you know, at the table arguing about it, while others may be more content to sit in the corner and just feed upon it. Now, I think there's, there's danger on both sides, right? It's wonderful to feed upon it, but if you're feeding upon it based off a flawed understanding, then I, I don't know how much you're actually benefiting from it because you're misunderstanding it all. But at the same time, there is a very negative outcome that comes from just arguing and arguing and arguing and arguing about it because it just becomes about winning the next debate. It just becomes about winning the next argument. It's just about passing the next test. It's just about being the smarter pers- smartest person in the room, and therefore you can become arrogant and prideful. There's got to be a balance. Charles Haddon Spurgeon goes on to say this, just so the religious world is full of critics and debaters who, like the doctors, argue over religious controversies without profit either to themselves or others. Those are far happier who imitate the farmer and feed upon the word of God, which is the true food of the soul. Questioning with honesty and candor is not to be condemned when the object is to prove all things and hold fast to that which is good. But to treat the scripture as if it were a football to be kicked from man to man is irreverence, if not worse. Study the word of God. Lay hold upon it. Spend your time in feasting upon precious truth. Reader, argue if you please, but remember that communion with the Lord Jesus gives infinitely more enjoyment then disputing can ever afford you. Eat, don't argue. Now, do you fight or do you eat? Do you argue or do you feast? Now, I can absolutely guarantee that everyone listening to this podcast who claims to be a Christian, you fall into one of those camps. You find yourself as the arguer, the fighter, or you find yourself the feaster, the eater. Which one are you? Do you feast and eat upon and eat the word of God? You you benefit greatly from it. You drink it in. You meditate on it. You love it. You cherish it. Or are you the one who just argues and fights and you just find yourself in this controversy and 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 this controversy? Which one are you? Now, the problem is both have clear problems and clear flaws. Let me give you some scriptures, though, that will kind of at least warn us. And, and, I, and I think that this is important. And you can, and, and, and again, the today's focus, the goal here is not to expound all of this. This is to place it before you, to give you something to think about and to meditate on. But let's just go with a couple of these. The first one is Titus chapter 3, verse 9. Titus chapter 3, verse 9. Titus chapter 3, verse 9. Titus 3, 9 says this, But avoid foolish questions and genealogies and contentions and strivings about the law, for they are unprofitable and vain. 
So avoid foolish questions, genealogies, contentions, strivings about the law, for they are unprofitable and vain. Now, we could, and I would challenge you to work through each one of those and try to define exactly what, what is being referred to there. You can check commentaries. You can, you can look up the meaning of the words. Try to figure out exactly what he's referring to because clearly he's referring to some very specific things. Let, let me read those again. Foolish questions. Okay, that could be pretty generic or maybe he has something specific in mind. Genealogies. Clearly, that's very specific. Contentions. That's very, that, that's probably very, uh, well, it could be, it could be general, but strivings about the law, that seems to be something very specific, but here's the key for they're unprofitable and vain. Now, I think one of the things instead of when it comes to fighting or eating, when it comes to arguing versus feasting, I think the thing that really comes down to it is this. And I, and I, and I think it's a question to ask ourselves is is this going to be unprofitable and vain? Is this going to be unprofitable and meaningless? What am I ultimately going to accomplish by fighting about this, striving about this, arguing about this? Is it going to be unprofitable? Is it going to be meaningless? Or is it really going to help me understand the scriptures? And and look, I struggle with this because I've been accused of this so many times in my life, in my ministry. Oh, you're arguing about those things that are foolish and those things that don't mean anything and 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 you're wasting your time. And I would I would agree that I have a tendency, my natural tendency is to go for the arguing and the fighting. I, I won't I won't deny that. But look, sometimes you have to argue and fight because you're dealing with things that are absolutely essential to understanding Christianity. So yeah, just have to understand what am I fighting and arguing about? What am I questioning? If I can clearly demonstrate that it's not unprofitable and it's not vain, well, then I I think that you can have, there there has to be a little bit of this. See, I, I think we have a tendency within Christianity, I say this all the time, the most important word in Christianity is balance. We always go to these extremes, right? And if you'll notice, churches take on very, it's like they almost, they almost seems to gravitate towards an extreme. In other words, you may have those churches that are very doctrinal, philological. In many cases, it's just theological dispute and, and, and proving everyone else is wrong. And you've got others who are not very theological, who don't ever want to prove anyone wrong, but but they may just focus on, you know, loving the word of God. And, and both have their flaws. Uh, both have their flaws. Because one, you may have a lot of zeal, passion, desire, hungering and thirsting after the word of God, but they have no knowledge. And it's one theological heresy after another. On the other hand, they may have all of the theology right. They cross every T, dot every I, everything is perfect. The punctuation is perfect. The pronunciation is perfect. The grammar is perfect. They, they're smart, they're intelligent, but they become self-righteous, condescending, pharisaical jerks. We, we got to find the balance. So I think we have to always look at every situation. Okay, no, no, wait, what, what are you trying to do here? And sometimes I'll notice like sometimes the people start arguing with me. I, I just realize this 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 is this is a waste of time. As as it says here, this is going to be unprofitable and vain. I don't I don't. Why are we arguing? Like what are you what are you trying to do here? What what's the goal here? You just want to argue for arguing argument's sake. And then sometimes you have to go. What 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 am I really fighting about here? What are we really fighting about? Another passage. Second Timothy two twenty three. 
2 Timothy 2.23. 2 Timothy 2.23. Let's see what it has to say in regards to things that I think are relevant to this. 2 Timothy 2.23. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid knowing they do gender strifes. Foolish and unlearned questions. There's some foolish and unlearned questions. You're like, okay, no, it's just there's no point in ge- engaging it. And I know sometimes people who ask the foolish and unlearned question will either walk away going, well, they're an idiot and they don't know anything. Don't let your pride, don't let your ego get there and say, oh, no, no, I'm going to prove. No, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't do that. And they, they may think that it's the most important thing, but sometimes you've got to make that determination. Is this profitable? Is this just meaningless? Or as... This passage says, um, foolish, is it foolish and unlearned questions? Is it just a foolish and unlearned question? I think really it comes down to the motive the person is asking. And sometimes I think you have to just ask yourself, what, what are we hoping to gain through this dispute and through this fight? Now, I, I'm, I'm obviously more than ready to engage in it. I just think that the this devotional from Spurgeon at least challenges us to try to find that middle ground. There are times in my Christian life where I'm like, man, I am so tired of fighting, so tired of arguing. I'm so tired of debating. Like, I I just want to enjoy the word of God and just feed upon it. But I also know that with every scripture, there are thousands of interpretations. Nobody agrees on anything in the history of the church. Everyone argues about everything. And sometimes it's just like it never stops. But I think that there's got to be a balance there where you can, you can be curious. You can ask the questions. You can pursue it. But you do so with the right attitude, with the right desire, and I think that that, can, that that still can be feasting on God's word. I don't think feasting and, and loving God's word has to be the, the removal of questions and struggle and doubt and, 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 and in a sense, theological controversy. I think it's just the attitude in it. I think it's more about the attitude more than anything. 1 Timothy 1.4. There's another passage of scripture. 1 Timothy 1.4. 1 Timothy 1.4, neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies which minister, which minister questions rather than godly edifying, which is in faith, so do. Once again, don't give heed to fables or endless gene- genealogies. That genealogy concept has shown up twice now. We probably, that's something we may want to look into. What exactly are they referring to about these never-ending debates about genealogies? What do you think they were arguing? What do you think they were fighting about? I think it's something important. But he's saying, stay away from that. Look for that which edifies. Look for that which builds up. Now, again, this, this itself can become a controversy. Because if you look at some of the things that we have struggled to figure out on this podcast, right? We have spent week after week after week after week after week. Some people will be like, that's not edifying in any way, shape, or form. But I would argue, yes, it is edifying because we're trying to understand exactly what the word of God is saying. But it can be about the attitude. Is our desire simply to find the answer or is our desire to find the answer so that we better understand God's word so that we can feed upon it according to knowledge 
and then grow and, and benefit from it. But if all we want to do is get the right answer, see, that's where the problem is. If all you do is see the question, find the answer, and you're done, but you're not really partaking of the Word of God in a spiritual way, then all you do is get knowledge, but not spiritual growth. 1 Timothy 6, 4. 1 Timothy 6, 4. Another one. 1 Timothy 6, 4. I'm going to go back to verse, uh, I'm going to go back to verse uh, 3. If any man teach otherwise concerning not to wholesome words, even to the words of our Lord Jesus Christ and to the doctrine which is according to godliness, he is proud, knowing nothing, but doting about questions and strifes of words, Wherefore cometh envy, strife, railings, evil surmisings, perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness from such withdraw thyself. Now, once again, see, there is an argument for, for teaching the correct words. See, so even Paul in, in, in talking about this acknowledges there still needs to be words that are according to the right doctrine. And he say, if someone is teaching those words that are not in, in correct doctrine, you've got to stay away and we've got to deal with it. But please note, this is what happens. We don't ever want to be a Christian walking around full of pride, ignorance, because it says he is proud, knowing nothing, but doting about questions and strifes of words. We don't want to be pride, uh, arrogant. We don't want to be ignorant. And we don't want to be just doting about, as, they, as the King James says, wandering around just throwing out questions to create strife, to create envy and, and railings and evil surmisings and perverse disputings. Sometimes we have to ask ourselves, what are we really trying to accomplish? Spiritual growth, spiritual edification are just arguing, 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 fighting, fighting, fighting. And, and if you look on Christian, uh, sometimes on Christian social media, it's just one theological argument after another theolo theological argument, another doctrinal dispute after another doctrinal dispute. And it just seems to never end. But at the same time, we have to struggle with doctrine. We have to, some would look at 43, what, 43 episodes on the proper distinction between law and gospel. Some would say, see, that's just those theological arguments and endless con uh, controversies. It does, no, but I would argue, no, we're dealing with literally the essential understanding of the gospel itself. So see, I would say it is profitable. It is. So it, it's trying to find that balance. And of course, Spurgeon's, devotional doesn't really offer the balance. He tries to offer a little bit, but there's not much there. Let me read again what Spurgeon said, because that's what we're basing this special episode of the Today's, Fo uh, Today's Focus podcast series. Here we go. Let's, let's go back to Spurgeon. Two learned doctors were angrily disputing the nature of food and allowing their meal to lie untasted. While nearby, a simple farmer was eating heartily of that which was set before him. Here's what I want you to think about. Here's what I want you to think about. And this, this so much happens to, to uh, people who go to seminary and Bible college. Man, they want to argue about everything. Here's what I would do. The next time you find yourself in some kind of theological argument or you're trying to figure something out and you're, you're trying to prove something right, trying to prove something wrong, just ask yourself how much time though because you can, you can be engaged in a theological dispute. You can be engaged in a theological controversy. 
You just need to ensure that you take time with the scriptures that you're arguing about, that you take the time to remove yourself from the fight, to remove yourself from the argument, to really feast upon God's word, to really be looking at it in a way that's about growing spiritually, not about winning the debate. All right. So sometimes while you're arguing about a passage, hey, you can be arguing over, you know, the the gospel of John chapter one. But at some point you got to remove, you got to stop looking at the text through the lens of the fight and just say, here is the word of God, the infallible inspired word of God. Let me feed upon it. Let me meditate on it just to grow spiritually and forget the debate. Forget the fight. Stop. You stop going, oh, 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 see, this proves I'm wrong. Just stop that. I think we have to do that. No, we have to set that time aside for just purely feeding upon the word of God to spiritual benefit. I think that's very important. And here's a second, and I'll just throw this out as well. If you ever find yourself in a theological dispute, a a theological argument, and all of a sudden because your pride or your ego or you want to prove someone wrong, you run to the scriptures to start finding answers, just at least kind of stop yourself, kind of slap your hand and say, whoa, 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 whoa. Because you're now just going, the reason you're diving into the scripture, the reason you're tearing your Bible apart, is it because you want to know God's word or is it because you want to prove that person wrong? And when you find yourself simply wanting to prove the other person wrong, I think you've aban- you're no longer approaching it from a spiritual perspective. You're seeing that person as a, a, an enemy to be defeated instead of a person to be helped. You'll tell yourself you're trying to help them, but in many cases, you just want to prove that you're right. You've got to ensure that you're spending time feeding upon the word of God just for pure spiritual food, for pure spiritual joy. We need to be at times the unlearned farmer sitting at the corner with our Bibles eating, not trying to win a debate. Spurgeon went on to say, just, and I, and I know I've, I've read this already once, but I want to just circle back to it and read it again. Just so the religious world is full of quibblers, critics, and debaters who, like the doctors, argue over religious controversies without profit either to themselves or others. Those are far happier who imitate the farmer and feed upon the word of God, which is the true food of the soul. Questioning with honesty. Candor is not to be condemned. No, the questions, the struggles, that's not to be condemned. We just have to approach it in the right way. When the object is simply, when the object is to prove all things and hold fast to that which is good, then the questions and candor is perfectly okay. Now, when it's to try to prove someone else wrong, I think that's when the problem becomes. But to treat the scripture as if it were a football to be kicked from man to man is irreverence, if not worse. Study the word of God, lay a hold upon it. Spend your time in feasting upon precious truth. Reader, argue if you please. But remember, the communion with the Lord Jesus gives infinitely more enjoyment than disputing can ever afford you. Eat. Don't argue. This special episode of the Today's Focus podcast series has presented to you for you to focus on fight or eat. Argue or feast.
something I want you to contemplate on, think about, and I would love to get your thoughts. Email me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com.